Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Straight Shutter Babe podcast. My name is Hannah. Uh, welcome back, or welcome if you're new here. I am so excited to finally be back recording. I know it's been a while. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for tuning in for the episode today. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> I know it has been way, way longer than I wanted it to be. When was the last time I uploaded? We have to look, actually. Okay, the last time I uploaded was, like, April 21st. Um, yeah, that was a while ago. That was a few days. That was actually a few days before. Is this microphone okay? Hold on. Okay. That was a few days before my birthday and I had mentioned that I wanted to do a list 21 things that I learned at the age of 21 and I know that my birthday was a while ago it was in April so that was literally just over a month ago it was at the end of April so it's today's May 29th so that was like just over a month ago um but after that like the past like three to four weeks have just been like really really crazy for me and a lot has happened and I just moving out of my apartment and school ended and I graduated um so that's why it's taken me so long to record I've just been very busy and yeah happy to be home now for a bit because I feel like I need to do some like self-healing and self-care after this year I mean after really the past four years but after this year especially because it was for me this year was like no other um I almost like omitted this podcast because my birthday was like a month ago but I decided I still wanted to do it because first of all it took me a really long time like to really think about the 21 things that I wanted to talk about um and second of all over the past few weeks like I really I came to reflect on my birthday and I just kind of realized that like being the year that I would turn 21 which was you know April of 2022 from you know that day up until like pretty much now it has been being at the age of 21 was like probably the hardest year that I've had so far like of my life um like I was just really under immense amounts of stress and I went through a lot I feel like during the past 12 months which is why one I'm excited to be home for the summer to do some like a lot of major self-care and two that's part of the reason why I wanted to make this podcast Um, because there was yes it it was the hardest year of my life up to this point like thus far Um, but Obviously, with that, there were a lot of things that I learned, um, and I wanted to share them all with you guys. Essentially, I felt like when I was 20 years old, I felt like I that was like my last year of being like a kid or like a child. And then when I turned 21, it felt like it was my first true year of like adulthood. That was the first summer when I turned 21. That was the first summer that I didn't like work at the beach that I normally worked at and I also had begun researching graduate schools and essentially just getting my shit together and I became captain of my swim team um so not just being on the team but now like doing all this extra stuff with you know the 50 something girls on the team I was on the executive board for like um my major's club at school 
and I was just doing a lot and so it it already felt like this huge like transition like I had just gone from like being this like la 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 20 year old like of course I was still like doing things at the age of 20 and even before that but it was kind of I was in this secure boat it felt like like I was in college I was on the swim team like I was taking my classes and then in the summer I always had like a secure job on the beach and I was doing that and then it was like all of a sudden I just realized that I wasn't a child anymore and I kind of was like I took a big step out of that box like I didn't have a secure job anymore like I kind of had to figure it out but I also had to like do things for school and for graduate school and make sure I was on track to graduate and then everything else yeah so that's why this was such a big year for me in a nutshell and that's why I have so much that I want to share Um, but before we get into the nitty-gritty of the episode I think I should do my weekly wins. Um, I know this has been a long time, so I'm just going to say, I guess my weekly wins from like the past couple weeks, I guess anything that was like good or big that happened or just made me feel good. Um, one of them was I graduated. Woohoo! Graduated college. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a big day. Obviously, like my journey is far from over. You know, I can't really even get a secure like paying job right now. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm studying speech pathology and you know that takes another like two to three years of school and stuff so it's a long road but you know it's a big accomplishment just to get to your bachelor's so um what else what else what else um I guess what the other one would be when I moved back home I had like a bunch of clothing and things to do things to do things to go through and I kind of like sat down and got like the most of it done like I went through like almost I think all of my clothing and like put everything that I didn't want in the donate pile and things that were you know need to be thrown away through threw them away um, and that just always makes me feel really good obviously there's still more that I need to go through but I just don't have the time for it right now um, because I start my new job this week ah. um, but yeah just like that feeling of like being clean and organized makes me feel good so like the fact that I was able to go through all of my clothes and like pick out which things that I was like yeah definitely do not need this anymore um made me feel a lot better okay so now I'm going to get into the 21 things that I learned at 21 okay number one human before anything else by this I mean person before disorder, person before athlete, person before student. Um, This is kind of like a broad term, human over anything else. Um, But I came to realize it a lot this year because when my mental health was like at its worst, I, the one of the things that like I reminded myself constantly was that I'm still a human and I'm allowed to, you know, feel thing this way and take breaks and um just like a reminder that like things are not as important as they seem to be like we're at the end of the day we are all just humans um so like the examples I have like person before disorder we kind of learned that in my major like you don't say an autistic person you say a person with autism that's just an example 
Um, and that's just to emphasize that, you know, they are human, just they just have a disorder with them. They are not the disorder. Um, the other one I had is person over athlete. That was a big one for me because I have been an athlete my whole life, and especially at the collegiate level, it gets really intense. And I think my coaches are guilty of saying that we are Division One swimmers rather than, you know, students that are on the swim team. <laughs> um, and they just put it, like, swimming on that team and at that university at such a... Uh, they put, you know, that importance on such a pedestal. Like, that rules your whole life. Um, the last one I had was person over student. So that just, you know, when I'm in the midst of, like, my schoolwork and I feel like I'm not doing things right or I don't feel like I'm smart enough and I feel like it's I'm struggling, like, I remind myself, like, I'm still a human. Like, it's okay. You know, if I don't understand this right now, like, it's fine. I'm still just a human. And we're all just learning and making our way through school. So, yeah, I thought that was important. Number two, do not give a single flying fuck about what people think. Sorry for my profound language, but this is a big one. Um, I feel like I learned this like through the years that I've been in college, but I really, really tried to stick to it this year and remind myself of it like every single day whether that be just like walking to class or like asking questions in class or um I don't know just doing whatever you want to do and not thinking about what other people are thinking about you so yeah like I can remember like I I mean I've talked about this before like um when I wanted to wear like a dress or something or like a specific outfit that like I was like oh my gosh what are people going to be thinking of me like not in that you know specific um syntax but rather like are they are people gonna think that I'm dressing weird or are people gonna th think that I shouldn't be dressing up this much for class or um those just need to be like erased because like I said this goes back to number one we're all just humans and if there's something you want to do if there's a question that you need to ask your professor, if you need to skip class because you're not doing well and your professor's gonna say something to like scold you for skipping class, you just need to like not give a shit um, because you're all you've got at the end of the day. And something I was told this year was like a lot of my professors, like I was one to like never skip class because I was afraid of missing something. And there were a few days where like, I knew I should have skipped class because my mind and body needed it. But I was so afraid of like what my professors were gonna think of me. And somebody told me, well, you're never gonna see these professors again. Like, you know, you're gonna take their class, you, you go to their class all the time, you're learning, you're not doing bad, you're doing good. Um, you're gonna get the grade, like, and then you're never gonna see the professor again. So what they think of you doesn't matter, like, you know, if, they, if they're thinking, oh, she skipped class because she's lazy or doesn't feel like coming, let them think that. Like, it really doesn't matter that much. Number three, you are your own best friend. I feel like I've definitely talked about this a lot, but it's just the same idea that, like, um, 
you have to do like whatever is best for you and at the end of the day um when you're getting in bed at night like you're the only one there you're sitting in your own mind and you need to be like your own number one supporter and you need to be like yeah you need to be your number one supporter and supporting yourself and telling yourself positive thoughts about yourself because nobody else is really going to do it for you i mean of course you're going to have like outside support and whatnot but like I think there could be a time where you're in your own mind and maybe you are in a new place and you don't know many people and you need to like you need to be your own best friend your own kind of like okay let's go like we can do this like you can do this type of thing number four a cute outfit can make an entire day this one's really like light-hearted and fun <laughs> um but i definitely put it in here because I feel like this was the year that I was like really messing around with like my clothing style and like wanting to dress up more and wanting to just like, you know, change what I was wearing. Um, and I knew like the phase of my life where I wasn't going to be an athlete anymore was coming up, which is right now. And as an athlete, you're just always running around in like t-shirts and shorts or leggings and sweatpants and things because you're just on the go from practice. Um, and I wanted to be able to kind of just figure out what I liked to wear, what I didn't like to wear, and what kind of suited me. Um, and I found that, you know, the days that I was dressing up and like feeling really good um, kind of would flip my whole day around and make me like more motivated about going to class and more excited about, you know, my day. Number five. This is like pretty basic, but um, number five is sometimes it's important to be selfish um, and that kind of goes along with the, like, I guess, um, you are your own best friend. Like you just need to be there for yourself and do things that are important for you and not worry about what other people are thinking or, you know, you need to, if something is right for you, like you have to do it for yourself. Number six. Self-awareness is more important than you think for your relationships with others and yourself. Um, if you haven't listened to it yet, I actually have an entire episode on like self-awareness and I forget what it's called, but I do talk about self-awareness. Um, and I think that is a big lesson that I learned this year was just, well, I honestly feel like I had good self-awareness like before, but I just like dove deeper into it this year from like, I don't know, everything that I was doing and the podcast I was listening to. And I feel like I became even more self-aware than I ever was before, you know, just about what I was thinking, what I was saying and how I was acting. And um, yeah, that has, you know, immense effects on your relationships with other people and especially yourself. Um, if you want to hear me talk about that more, you can go listen to, let me find the episode. Oh, oh, it's a oh, it's the episode before this one. <laughs> um, it's episode thirty, the episode right before this one. Accountability, self awareness, and emotional control. Okay, moving on. Number seven, you are in charge of your own future. Um, this one I feel like refers to the idea that like. I feel like I know so many people that kind of say like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this, and I want to do this, but like they kind of never do it or 
they're just slow to doing it. Um, and obviously, I'm not saying, like, that's because of them, but it could be for a variety of reasons. Obviously, I'm really lucky to have, like, the family and the friends that I do, like, that support me and everything that I'm, you know, trying to reach for in my life. But at the end of the day, like, if you're the one who wants to do something, you kind of have to be the one to hold yourself accountable and just do it. This is a pretty simple one. Um, but I feel like it's something that was really prominent in the past year for me. Like, you know, every time things were difficult or, like, I had a self-chat with myself and I kind of really wrote out, like, what I wanted to accomplish, what I wanted to do, and I kind of had to sit there and say, okay, Hannah, like, well, this is what you have to be doing to get to this point um, or to reach these goals. So if you're not the one who's sitting down with the pen and paper writing down everything you want to do and coming up with, you know, a plan for it, I don't think anybody's really going to do it for you. Number eight. Okay, I want to put a disclaimer. The only reason that I have this one, I think, is because of the big decision that I had to make this year, which was for grad school. <laughs> um, but number eight is never base a big decision um, off of what other people say. And I don't mean, like, don't take their advice, but, like, if people are saying, well, you should go here for this, this, and this, like, you're, and then you're just like, okay, that makes sense. I should go there don't pick it just because they're saying like if you have a gut feeling or if you're thinking about other reasons why you should go to other places or do other things then you need to kind of follow your own gut um yeah the only reason i have this in here is i think because i went like months and months of like figuring out of where i was going to go to school and then once it came down to it like i really couldn't decide what to do about grad school because i was waitlisted at a few places and then I got accepted into a few places, yeah, it was kind of a mess for me, and I remember, like, I had a lot of people telling me a lot of different things, and I was trying to make the most logical decision, but I was also trying to make the decision that I knew was right for me, and that I wasn't gonna, I didn't want to make the decision, and then, like, regret the decision, or, like, let myself down in the end, and say, like, oh, I should have just went there, um, yeah. And that's what I did. Number nine. You can learn something from everyone you come across, no matter how long they are in your life. Okay. This is, like, kind of deep, I guess. But I have, like, a few examples. Um, like, one of them was, like, the coaches that I had for the past four years. That's a pretty – and that's a good chunk of my life. They were in my life for the four years that I was a college athlete. And – they taught me a lot and I learned a lot about them and yeah um but then like the other day I was in Barnes and Noble and this literally happens like oh it might have been yesterday actually and I was looking for a book and I knew the title but I couldn't find where it was so I went up to this girl and I was like oh hey um I'm looking for this book do you think you have it and she was just like so the way she acted to me was just she was so kind and so outgoing and was like talking about how cute my outfit was and it warmed my whole heart and I talked to her for probably a span of you know five minutes but that day like as I was walking around the bookstore like I mean she really taught me about I mean I mean of course I already kind of knew the idea of just like 
we, I mean, we talked about this in the last episode, I think, like, just being kind to people, but, like, don't, she kind of opened my eyes, I guess, and made me realize, like, I shouldn't be afraid to, like, you know, just start up a conversation with somebody, or if you think somebody's wearing a cute outfit, just, like, go up to them and tell them, or, like, if somebody is, I don't know, if you overhear somebody talking about something that you know a lot about, don't be afraid to say, oh, excuse me, like, I don't mean to interrupt, but I've, I've studied this, or I know this, blah, 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 like, sometimes it's worth it to just kind of try and, you know, just be a kind human, and not be so, like, I don't know, hidden in the shell, I guess. Okay, number 10. Pain is inevitable, but how long you suffer is up for you to decide. This is a very, like, I just saw this quote, like, not too long ago. I think it was a few weeks ago. Um, And I guess it makes sense. I'm not going to, like, say it's to the full, full truth, obviously, because there is a certain point of, like, you need to, like, heal from things that may have happened to you. But in a lot of situations, I guess it is true that, like, you know, you're going to go through some painful things. Um, but how long you suffer is up for you to decide, I guess. Um, and that could mean just taking action to, you know, trying, if you're going through something, just getting up and trying new things or, uh, reaching out for help or like going to therapy or I don't know, trying, starting new hobbies or like, you know, not exactly running away from it, but kind of just forcing yourself into that like healing process and like self-care process and that will kind of probably lessen the amount of time you're suffering from the pain. Number 11, everything is temporary. This was a big, big, I feel like I'm saying that for all of these. This was a big, big lesson. Um, This was a very prominent theme in my life for the past 12 months because I was always thinking about the future and thinking about something happening or thinking about where I was and where I wanted to be and where I wanted to go and like when I was home for the summer there was a time where I was like I was so stressed out about everything I was doing but I was also like oh I just really really want to get back to school and like see all my friends and like um you know just be with everybody again not necessarily start swimming but I was just like and I remember waiting like once July came around, I remember, like, low-key just waiting for the days to go by cause, until I got to go back to school. Um, and I had to try to remind myself, like, that I should just live in the moment because where I'm at right now in my house, it is temporary, and the time will come where I do leave. Um, and that was the same with when I was, like, in the middle of my swim season and I had the date circled on my calendar for when the swimming season, when the swim season was going to end. Um, and I was so, so excited for that day. And I still am thrilled that that day has come because I could not be swimming right now. But I, I also tried to tell myself like, this is not forever. Like you're going to get to that day. You're going to finish swimming. Everything is temporary. Or it could be something more like if you're in a state of like, going through something and you're just not feeling good you just have to remind yourself that like it is temporary and like it's going to pass like this is just like a day of your life or a wave of your life like it's not forever um yeah number 12 
this was something we talked about in one of the past episodes. Happiness is whole being. And that just means, obviously, letting yourself feel every emotion when it needs to be felt. If you feel like you need to cry, you just need to let yourself cry. If you feel like you are going to start cracking up laughing, just start laughing. Unless you're like in a church. I don't know. <laughs> Letting, allowing yourself to feel every single emotion is going to bring you more joy and more relaxation than keeping everything bottled up or like, you know. Yeah. Oh, that also goes for, you know, if you're feeling angry and you need to like, I don't know, rant to somebody for five minutes about it or write down on a piece of paper what it is. It's okay to do that. Like, that's important because if you don't, then it's probably going to sit in your brain for who knows how long. Every emotion. Happiness is whole being. Number 13, always go with your gut, even if it's absolutely terrifying. This is very, very important, I think, because I feel like I've been doing this, like, for the most of my life. Um, There have been a lot of, like, scary, big things that I feel like I've had to do. And there was something inside. Like, even though I had, like, outside people telling me, well, you don't have to do this. Like, you chose to do this. You didn't have to do X, Y, Z. Um, there was always something in my gut that was telling me, you know, like, I have, to, I have to just do this because if I don't, I'm going to regret it or if I don't, I'm going to be upset about it that I didn't do it. Um, so even if it's like, oh my gosh, I'm running into my nightmare, but something inside of me is saying, you just have to go try, then just go try and just go do it. Number 14, remember to high five yourself. I don't know if I talked about this that much. I might have mentioned it, um, but something I really started doing a lot this year, um, especially when I was at school and my days were really, really long and really, really busy and I was so incredibly tired. I would look myself in the mirror and look myself in the eye and give myself a high five in the mirror. And it's called like the high five theory. I think you can literally Google it if you want to learn more about it. But it's just this, like, phenomena. Phenomena? Am I saying that right? Phenomenon? (laughs) I don't know if I'm saying that right. Okay. It's just this, like, theory that that inner, you know, like, going back to, like, you are your own best friend, like, you are your number one supporter, that you're looking at yourself in the eye and you're looking at yourself as if you're looking at yourself from the outside rather than just, like, the inside, if that makes sense. And you're looking at yourself from the outside and you're saying to her or you're saying to him or you're saying to them, hey, you're doing great. Like, you're amazing. And I literally started doing that um, this year. Like, just looking myself in the mirror, giving myself a high five and saying, you're doing amazing. Because that's just like, it's just this, you know, phenomena, if I say that, if I'm saying that right. I don't even know. I don't even know the word. (laughs) Um... That you, you're looking at yourself not from the inside anymore, but as an outer person, as if you were as if you were saying that to like your best friend. I think we all know it can be a lot easier for you to say to your best friend, Oh, you're doing amazing. Like why are you being so hard on yourself? And it's really difficult for you to say that like internally to yourself. And so looking at yourself in the mirror and seeing yourself as like this outside 
other person, like, I think just switches the mindset. Um, I've read about it. I've listened to podcasts on it. And I think it's really effective. So everybody go give yourself a high five. You're doing great. Number 15. Oh, this is like kind of a repeat. Okay. Better to face the emotions before pushing them all down. They will come back to get you. We talked about this in number 12, happiness is whole being. So that was like three points ago. Um, And we also talked about it in like, I forget which episode. I think it was the episode before this. (laughs) I think I said something like, if you push it down, the emotions are going to come back later and be like, surprise, bitch, are you ready to cry? (laughs) And I laughed about it for, I think, five or ten minutes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that just goes back to just like, you just have to face the music. you got to face your your emotions um, because they're just human emotions. You're just a human. You're just a little human being feeling some emotions. Everybody does it, so... If you gotta face the emotions, you just gotta face it. Because if you push it all down, you know, a few days time, you're gonna have a mental breakdown. Number 16. Being with people is usually better than being alone. Unless you're taking like, you know, self-care alone time or like doing something that you wanna do by yourself. I'm not saying like, you need to always be with people. But if you've, like, spent a whole day by yourself, kind of, I don't know. Maybe you spent your morning doing some self-care, and then you came home, and you went to the gym, and I don't know. Then you were just kind of, you know, maybe it's 3 in the afternoon, and you haven't seen anybody all day. I think it's it's important to get some sort of social interaction, um, whether that be going to class or giving somebody a phone call literally just texting a friend who you know is going to respond to you or snapchatting somebody who you know is going to respond to you in 0.2 seconds um i think any sort of mini like social interaction is just really good for you and i think i learned that more after the swim season ended and like my roommates are all a year younger than me so they were all going to practice a few weeks after the season ended and I didn't have to go to practice. So like I ended up sitting in my house like alone at, you know, from the time of like probably two to five PM every day. And of course I was still like doing things. Like I was still just doing my homework and doing things that I needed to get done. But like I don't know. It gets really lonely. So I think any chance you get, like at some obviously take your alone time to do your We all need alone time. I'm actually on this like I feel like this week especially, like, I just need a break from everybody because it's been a crazy, like, few weeks and my social battery is on negative E right now. Um, And I'm just taking some breathe time. But it's, you know, social interaction is also really important. So, like, I usually feel really good, like, going to class at school, which is why I'm so excited for grad school because I honestly really like going to class. Or if I just give somebody a call, like, I don't know, a family member or a friend or whoever, you know, yeah. Number 17. You're always going to have expectations that you're not reaching, so it's better to just let yourself be. 
This is a big, 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 I say that for all of these points. This is a big one. This is a huge one. This is an important point. Um, because I think this really describes me. I feel like I've always had expectations for myself that I like wasn't reaching just yet. And then when I reached those expectations, like I had other expectations ahead of me. Like there was no time in my life where I wasn't like not reaching for ex reaching for something else. Like I had expectations of myself, you know, for every year of my life, not every year of my life, but for a lot of the years of my life. Um, so I kind of realized like, you know, you know, the point where I am right now, like, it's fine. I'm going to grad school in the fall and I'm going to learn new things and I'm learning new things every day, but I don't need to be like setting this expectation of like a level that I need to be at for specific things or like, you know, I can just let myself just be a human. And that's, that's a pretty good revelation because if you don't let yourself just be, you're constantly going to be not happy with where you are and you're constantly going to be thinking I need to be changing this I need to be growing into this person I need to be and while all that's good to an extent like if you change something in your life that you're like oh, I'm so happy I made that change but you don't need to be like keep bettering yourself like to the point where it's like you don't you're never happy with the level that you're at and you're always waiting for the next thing that you're going to achieve if that makes sense Number 18. This is a quote from actually one of my favorite podcasters. Her name is Alexis Fernandez. And I thought I would share it on here because um, it sounded really good. Number 18 is, if it fills your cup, keep doing it. And if it makes you constantly upset, it's time to let it go. This is a really like simple phrase, but you really kind of have to think about it. And it really does make sense. Like, um, I, I feel like this was like two years ago. I have an example. I always have examples, huh? Um, I had started bullet journaling and I actually have a whole episode on it, like bullet journal 101. And I loved doing my bullet journals. Um, it was like a free time activity, like a fun hobby of mine. Like I loved coloring my books and like decorating them and whatnot and making them all pretty. But for those of you that know bullet journaling, you basically draw out the entire book yourself. So it just takes so much time. And I'm really not that artistic. And I came to run out of ideas really, really quickly after like the first two books. Um, and it almost became more of like a chore. Like, oh, I have to come up with the next month's like theme or I have to like draw out the next month and like, I mean, when I drew out my months and my, like, days of the week, like, a bullet journal is, like, basically, like, a giant, it's, like, your own glorified life book where you write down everything. Um, it has calendars. It has, like, notes. You can have, like, you can track, like, your vitamins. You can track, like, your water intake. Like, you can do it however you want it, and you can track things however you want to track them. Um, but it's, like, I need that to be like done you know I can't be drawing the next month in the month before it does that make sense like and that's what I was doing like if I had if it was October I was drawing out the month of November 
And if it was November, I was drawing out the month of December. And it was just so tedious and good for the time being, but I, I needed to be done with it. Um, and it wasn't like that. It wasn't as exaggerated as this quote. It wasn't constantly making me upset, but it was just more of one of those things that I, it was more, it became a drag. I was like, I don't have time to do this anymore. Like, I'm done with it. Um, that's kind of a lighter felt example. Another example would definitely be, for me, swimming. I've been doing that for 16 years, and this year especially, I mean, for the past, like, two to three years, probably two years, it was making me really, really upset, and especially this year, it, all it did was bring me a lot of stress and unhappiness, so I knew it was definitely time to let go. Um, but on the flip side, I found that, like, I picked up my violin again. For those of you that don't know, I used to play the violin a long time ago, and then I just picked it up, and I found that it brings me so much joy, and it's so fun, so I'm going to keep playing it, and I hope to keep doing it when I go to grad school. It's, yeah, it fills my cup, as Alexis Fernandez would say. Number 19. The only one who can really believe in yourself is you. I feel like some of these are just way too similar. Like, I really was struggling, I think. Um, they're just worded in different ways. <laughs> Not all of them, but just a few. This goes back to the point that I said that you are your own best friend. Um, yeah, the only one who's going to believe in yourself and give yourself that high five in the mirror is you. Um Obviously, like I mentioned earlier, you're going to have external support and family and friends that are going to help you along the way, but nobody's going to do it for you. And if you really want to do something, you need to have the self-belief in, in yourself. Number 20, when in doubt, write it out. This, I feel like, was really good for me because there were times where I was just feeling like I didn't even know that's a lie I knew why I was like feeling some way but like I was trying to just like get it all out on a piece of paper or not even on a piece of paper I was just like getting so frustrated and I felt like it was all building up inside of me and so I would grab my journal and just like write about everything and it's almost just like word vomit like you're just as if I was like ranting to somebody but on a piece of paper and then usually if I'm writing it down I can kind of come to sort of like a peaceful conclusion at the end of like okay how is this going to get better like how am I going to be okay like what is actually going to be good what is good right now like yeah I feel like writing is just a huge like it just it's going to make me make you feel a lot better Number 21, it's okay to be in your comfort zone when you need to be. Healing is not linear. This one I honestly just learned like a few weeks ago. I literally wrote it down like last week, I think. <laughs> I was like, oh, sweet, I have number 21. <laughs> um, because I feel like after you go through something or you're just in kind of the trenches, you're not feeling good and... You know, you just need to do some self-care. I think it's important to know that, like, it's okay to, like, sit in your comfort zone for a while, especially if you've, like, 
been out of your comfort zone for so long and you've been doing so much like it's okay to like choose to do the comfortable things again and let yourself just heal because after you've you after you've put your body and your mind through like so many external like difficult stress and factors that have happened to you like I didn't word that very well but after after you've put yourself through so much like it's okay to like be in the comfort you don't need to be getting out of your comfort zone all the time like because when you need to rest and recover like you just need to be in comfort for a bit um like i said that was all one sentence but like the second i guess clause you could call it was healing is not linear so yeah like some days you might be feeling really good and like ready to go do something and then other days you're thinking uh, I just want to maybe lay low today. I just want to go read a book today. I just want to, I don't really want to go do, do anything crazy today or talk to a bunch of people today. And that's okay too. Like there's going to be like ups and downs. And that's why they say like when you're healing and when you're self-care, self-caring, I don't know if that's a thing, you're resting and recovering, like that healing process you're going through is not going to be like a straight up, but rather just like a series of like stay in my comfort days, lie low days, and other days like, oh, I feel like doing this today, you know. Yeah, I feel like that's the phase I'm in right now, and that's really the only reason I wrote that down, um, because this was a really, really big, tough year for me, and now I'm in a calming, chill phase, and I'm trying to do things that just make me happy and make me feel good, and, you know, if I need to, like, not I don't know. I don't want to do anything crazy. I don't want to have to like have obligations and except for like going to work, obviously. Like I don't want to have to like, I don't want to have to do anything I don't want to do. So yeah, everyone go follow your dreams. Don't give a flying fuck about what other people say. Do what you love. Yeah, that's the biggest things I guess I learned this year. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode, everybody. I was so glad to have you here and listening. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you all got something out of it, learned something, whatever. Um, Yeah. I hope you are enjoying life right now, wherever you're doing, wherever you are, on a walk. I was just about to say in the shower, but you wouldn't be listening to this in the shower. Um, Reading a book. Maybe you wouldn't be reading a book if you're listening to this. If you're at your house, if you're at the beach, if you're in a garden, if you're by the pool, I don't know. I'm saying all these outdoorsy things because it's like springtime and almost summer. Um, But whatever you're doing, I hope you're doing good. Just be kind to yourself and enjoy the sunshine. And I will catch you all next time. Bye!